This is a WTOP original podcast. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of The Vine Guy, a WTOP news podcast. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming into the studio, all the way from the Rhone Valley of France, Marie Clementine Savy. Marie is the manager of promotion and wine tourism for Chateauneuf du Pape. And I am thrilled because Chateauneuf du Pape is one of my favorite wine regions in the entire world. Welcome, Madam Ambassador. It's a pleasure to have you in the studio today. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here with you, Scott. Thank you. To talk about the Chateauneuf du Pape appellation, of course. Right. So a lot of people, I would assume a lot of wine consumers, you know, being here in America, we're very familiar with American wines particularly mm-hmm. Napa, Sonoma, maybe Central sure. Coast of California. And then if we do talk about French wines, again, I think most people would probably recognize Bordeaux, maybe Burgundy, yeah, uh, maybe the Rhone Valley. Yeah, maybe Chateauneuf-du-Pape. But maybe, no, but maybe not, not. I'm not yeah. sure. So would you maybe fill us in a little bit about Chateauneuf-du-Pape? Sure. So the appellation uh, Chateauneuf-du-Pape is situated in south of France, between uh, Orange and Avignon, um, and this area uh, is spread. Chateauneuf du Pape is spread over five towns: Chateauneuf du Pape, Courtaison, Bédaride, Orange, and Sorgue. I could not have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, of course. Um, I don't know if I can talk about the history of um, the appellation. Sure, it'd be um, wonderful. Yeah, so we have a strong, um, strong history, of course. Popes who, uh, when installed in Avignon in the 14th century, we built the terroir of Chateauneuf du Pape, and the village becomes the um, summer residence of the papacy. Um, and as this wine produced in this area, he granted the wine of the rank of the wine of the Pope. Oh, okay. So this is, this is papal wine. Yeah, absolutely. Wine. Okay. Absolutely. So the famous castle in the village, in Chateauneuf du Pape village, was the summer residence. And the, the construction was completed in 1333. Okay. And of course, you can still walk up to the castle and see the, I've been the there. ruins. Yeah. You've been there? It's wonderful. Yeah. Right. Um, it's wonderful because you have a beautiful view of different points. Of course, you have um, sure. Avignon. And the the Rhone River, and you can see also on the other side, um, les dentelles de Montmirail et le Mont and the le Mont Ventoux, and of course see the the diversity of the of the vineyards. Right. So the area covered by the Chateauneuf du Pape population three three thousand two hundred hectares. Not a that's a lot, but not that's not a big um, big area. Oh, by by your standards. But you know it's pretty big. I mean, what is it? What did you say? Over three thousand. Three thousand and two hundred hectares in yeah, total. So I'm trying so to do the conversion quickly in my head, but maybe it's, it's a big. Of course, that's a big appellation because you have a diversity of soils, diversity of grapes. Of course, a lot of producers. Right. But the area is not not very big. Uh, I would say. So of course you have um, uh, moments of the Chateauneuf du Pape history are very important. First, we are the first. Appellation in France, so this appellation uh, has been created in 1936. Okay, and the first appellation in absolutely. France. Absolutely, yeah, the before, first one before Bordeaux, before yeah. Burgundy. That the first one, 15th May, uh, 1936. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So the the decree of the appellation has been published in uh, in 1936. Yeah. 
um, the first winemaking, I would say, of France. So that's very, uh, very important time. Um, and then the second time, of course, uh, very important is 1937, the, the, the bottle, the iconic bottle. Right. I'm pretty sure uh, everybody knows this bottle. Right. Uh, so this bottle has been created in 1937 from the union of the owners of the appellation of Chateauneuf-du-Pape. So this logo symbolizes... A we should probably explain what the logo is, though. Wait, oui, oui. Popol Chara right. placed... Above the K of um, Saint Peter with the inscription Chateauneuf du Pape Contrôlé, writing in Gothic letters around this emblem. Right. So there are crossed keys yeah. and a crest on literally embossed on on the bottle itself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see the crossed keys on the bottle, you know. You know that is um, immediately. Yeah. Chateauneuf, Chateauneuf du, Pape. du Pape. Yeah. So, of course, it, this bottle helps to um, to promote the appellation because that's the. The, um, the image of our appellation promote the, the wines, but of course it is also um, a guarantee of uh, the authenticity. There's a wonderful story, a wonderful book, uh, A Gentleman in Moscow, and, and I highly recommend people read this book. I loved it. And in the book, there's a, a scene where, and I'm not going to give a lot of it away because I think it's pretty cool, but I don't think I'm giving anything away by this, is there is a reason that the Russian empire decides to remove the labels from all wines in mm-hmm. cellars, in public mm-hmm. cellars, because they just want every every wine treated the same. But the uh, this one guy who was a connoisseur of wine knew to look for the crossed keys on the bottle, because no matter if they re- they remove the label, he always knew he could find a bottle of Chateauneuf to pop. Absolutely. So that's kind yeah. of a cute little yeah. story, why those crossed keys with the crest are so mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah. It is a major... Um Set for Chateauneuf du Pape to have a collective brand uh, with a strong identity and uh, indisputable legal protection. Uh, mm-hmm. So, of course, we we were talking about history, but um, I think it's important also to to talk about production grapes, uh, winemakers, yeah. and wines. Um, Absolutely. So how. Scott, I have a question for you. <laughs> sure. Uh, how many grapes do you think that we are allowed to produce? So this is the fir- I think this is the first time <laughs> in the history of my podcast I've been asked a question. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess, and I'm I think I'm right. I'm gonna say thirteen. Yeah, you're 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 right. Okay, so we we communicate on thirteen grapes, absolutely. But ex- actually, the exact number is eighteen. Eating. Because yeah, we we decline you know some grapes by colors. Okay. But yeah, we we talk about thirteen grapes. Yep. You have four reds, uh, the King Grenache, right? Of course, right. Syrah, Mourvèdre, Sanso, Cunoise, Muscardin, Vacarès, and Terre Noire. And for whites, um, of course, you can find Clairette, Roussanne, Bourboulinque, Picpoul, and Picardin. So we can uh, producers. By the way, you uh, say it much better than I do. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, so I have of course, slaughtered those names. <laughs> of course, for um, American people, I think it's very hard to to say the the those graves. Uh, yeah, but it's in easy French. for us to drink them. Wait, oui, wait, oui, definitely, <laughs> which is, of course. Which is the most important part. I don't care what you call it. I just care if I can drink it. Yeah, of course, you 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 find more you know, Grenache, Syrah, and Mauvais in the blend. Sure. Yep. But um, some winemakers, of course, blend um, other grapes because they're not allowed. You know, um, that that's not an obligation to 
to uh, blend all of them or to just have um, 100% of Grenache. They, right. They're making what they, they want. Um, so you can find, of course, 100% of Grenache, 100% of Syrah, 100% of Moved. Mm. Right. But usually you find um, the 100% of Grenache. And I think this is the secret. This is the beauty of Chateauneuf yeah. du Pop, the, the, is yeah, the absolutely. ability to blend these wines into something special mm-hmm. because you know you're not just locked into only Syrah as you you mentioned yeah. and and I think that the the Chateauneuf du Pop for me personally is is one of the most versatile red wines in the world because there's such a variety of different producers and you can kind of pick for lack of a better word a house style uh, among the producers because they have a very unique personality in the way they blend their mm-hmm. own wines. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, just, I, I'm not really sure, you know, of course in Bordeaux you have the same advantage. They have the five, you know, the five grapes that they can make a Bordeaux blend with. But I think that there's just something very special about Chateauneuf du Pop mm-hmm. with respect to how they're able to blend the wines. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's also um, why why we can talk about diversity for uh, Chateauneuf du Pop population. Um, because of course you can find 100% of Grenache, but you can find also uh, the 13 grapes in just one wine. Uh, so that's pretty unusual. Even I'd like to try that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't bring the 13 different, uh, the 13 uh, blend. But yeah, and people, I think people uh, know better uh, red for Chateauneuf du Pape because of course um, it represents around 93% of the, the production. Sure. And uh, but we have also beautiful whites. Absolutely. Um, so it depends every year, but it's between five to seven percent of the production. So yeah. You uh, need to make more because my wife loves love Chardonnay to Pop Blanc. White, yeah. Yeah, that's her. Between that and champagne, that's mm-hmm. you know they, they her are, corner of the cellar. Yeah, and like the red, um, you have um, very aromatic white wines, complex, of course, different styles. Uh, fruity or mineral, right. so that's that's always. Uh, I think we cannot explain a Chateauneuf du Pape wines. It's so complex. You have the blend first, of course. Uh, you have the different soils. So of course, uh, we are enjoying a natural heritage. So this is one of the Grand Cru uh, wines produced in the Rhone Valley, and the terroir of Chateauneuf du Pape um, offer a great diversity of soils. Now tell me about the um, soils. Yeah, you, you can find the famous round pebbles, called in French les galets roulés. Ooh, I like that. Do you want to try it to say it? Les galets <laughs> Les galets roulés. Les galets roulés. Really? Not bad. Okay. No, it was terrible, <laughs> but continue. <laughs> so you have the big round, you have the round pebbles, which I've seen, oui. which again, you know, they, they absorb the sun. Right? Absolutely. The, the, the warmth of the sun during it the day. It contributes to the quality of the right. vines. And at night, they uh, yeah. release the, the Absolutely. warmth back into the vineyards. You, you, you know already. I've, yeah. I've, yeah. Had um, the pleasure of, I've, I've had the pleasure of being warmed by those rocks. <laughs> So it's pretty. It's usually situated in the north and the south, uh, in the middle of the area. Northeast of the area, you have the limestone soil. Mm-hmm. Northwest, northwest, sorry, sand soils and gris rouge, sandstones clay. Okay. Beautiful um, natural heritage. Right. Um, and, and I think it's important that all of these soil types are great for drainage. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. they drain really well out the water yeah. from the, away from the vines. They, yeah. they get the yeah. vines to grow yeah. deep and the vines can really 
thrive even though they're they're stressed mm-hmm. right and they and there's some very old vines absolutely you can find old vines um in every and every, every soils but thanks to the soils of course here we have um type of wines for on the sand soils you will have more you know uh, elegant and finest wine yep. uh, on the galley roulé uh, you will have more mineral of course also on the limestone soil, uh, very mineral notes. You can you can taste those notes, uh, and that's why it's very interesting. And the appellation also, it's important also to, to talk about the climate. Um, we have a long period of uh, sunshine. Just to, just to give you um, an example, in summer the average is around one thousand hours of sun. Uh, light rains and a lot of wind, the Mistral, the Le Mistral, Mistral yes. yeah. which is an advantage against vines disease. Right. So it's very important for um, for winemakers, and that's why also we have a lot of um, organic bio uh, dynamic uh, winemakers. It represents thirty percent of the of the appellation. Right. I was um, surprised how fast yeah, that's growing. That's very big. It's becoming yeah. very popular. And it's also thanks to the climate, of course. Now, do you also have the new or the the newest, uh, I, I guess, certification is what they call it, where they, they call it smart sustainable. There's a new certification I saw that they're coming out with, it, at least I've seen it in Burgundy, and I think it's spreading, where they're saying there's biodynamic, mm-hmm. there's organic, yeah. and then yeah. there's this sustainable that it's uh-huh. it's kind of, they call it like um, intelligent sustainable, where you're you're doing the best you can for the land. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you have the a difference between bio uh, with the the certification AB, agriculture biologique, and uh, the biodynamie. Uh, it's a different works, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a very a strict strict work for winemakers. It's very hard, and of course, every year, climate changes. Mm-hmm. It's getting complicated for winemakers to um to to manage to, their vineyards manage, with, under yeah, those right yeah. under those certification yeah, yeah with the, the, the it's getting harder changement yeah, yeah it's a big challenge yeah to stay absolutely. biodynamic or even organic yeah so I, I think that's why they're coming out with this new certification mm-hmm. the about this intelligent sustainability where you know they're trying to make it a little easier for vineyard managers to be be smart about mm-hmm. what they're doing in the vineyard without having to go all the way to biodynamic if they don't if they don't feel it's necessary so anyway just an aside just and wondering if they're doing that yeah just to to also give um another um information so i said 3200 hectares in total but it's also for 3 120 wine growers, producer Chateauneuf du Pape wines. There's a lot of people making wine in that yeah. area. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's important to know that. Uh, so a lot of producers, a lot of wines, different grapes, different soils. So a complex appellation. Right. Now you you mentioned climate change. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any kind of evolution in vintages recently, or is there? What's your take on yeah. what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wanted to. Uh, just describe the evolution of the last uh, three vintages. Sure. Uh, so I, I wanted to talk about the um, vintage 2016, fabulous vintage, um, an exceptional vintage. We can compare this vintage with 2010, very aromatic, complex, uh, frank and crisp. Quality and quantity were at the rendezvous. Uh, so it's beautiful, beautiful vintage. Find um 
we found um, the the quantity and the quality, so a, be- a beautiful one. Then 2017, I described this vintage like um, a rare and excellent vintage, early and small harvest. The main characteristic of this vintage, however, is certainly the outstanding quality of the wines produced. Yeah. Balanced, uh, rich, and with beautiful silky tannins for the red and fresh, beautiful fruits for the the, the whites. Really? But, okay. Well, now uh, I'm going to have to go buy those. <laughs> Uh, the 17 vintage is therefore the second hottest vintage after 2003 and just before 15 and uh, 2009. The coulure, uh, failure of the fruit to set on the Grenache, as well as the persistent drought deeply affected the yield. Oh, so a small so, yield. Yeah, very oh, small yield no. because it was very, very hot. Well, I was, let me tell you, I, I was in France this mm-hmm. summer and it was, when, yeah, it crazy, was pretty crazy when, hot. Crazy hot. And yeah. 18 was hot too. <laughs> but this vintage has uh, ripeness and balance vintage, excellent sanitary conditions. It was rainy, then hot, then dry. Uh, so this year witnessed outbreaks of mildew. Uh-oh. It's a disease, yeah, yeah, very rare in the in yeah. our area. Yeah. So among the most important in the last few years, and the profile of this vintage is more on the fruity side for white, even for red, of course. So yeah, the, the it's getting hot and hotter, and hotter every hotter every yeah. every yeah. year. So it's complicated for, of course, for a winemaker to to. To try to handle all the different yeah. uh, the heating up of the of, of the world at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, because um, we have uh, strict uh, rules. Of course, uh, it's illegal, I would say, to irrigate the Chateauneuf du Pape Vignard. Uh, but of course, we request exemptions mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise, is uh, is more getting more complicated. And who does the rule? Is this the rule? The syndicate that. Absolutely. So tell me about the syndicate. Sure. That's an association. So, of course, we promote and improve the quality of the wine. We're defending and uh, promoting the appellation in all over the world. And we also have different aspects, of course. We try to help winemakers um, about environment, climate changes. We try to help them also on the on the. Uh, I don't know how you say that uh, in English. Juridic law, lawyer. Uh, a lawyer. Uh, yeah. So the, the legality of. Yeah, legality um, for okay. for the estate. Okay. We also have a um, tourism aspect because we we have um, a wine house uh, in the oh, village. Okay. Yeah, this wine house has been created in two thousand. Already. And, and it has many different chateaus represented. Absolutely, there. yeah. So you can go and try yeah. some of the different. Try ones. and buy, of course. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good things. Um, so we promote the appellation for um, individuals and groups, international and for French people. So you said there are very strict rules that, that winemakers the have decrease. to follow. So for, yeah. you know, so for example, the irrigation you, oui. you you listed as one rule. Yeah. Who makes those rules? Is it the syndicate? Uh, no, that's the INAO. It's another... Uh, another organization. Organization, yeah. Okay. Um, so the syndicate's we, we, really there to protect the name. Yeah, protect pr- the name. Promote tourism. The brand, yeah, and, the, and the bottle, and to promote the um, the area, winemakers, of course. Fantastic. And okay. that's my job. Uh, I mean, I welcome journalists, wine journalists. 
I'll um, be I'll be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also organizing um, events. Um, uh, yeah. When when did you go to work for the syndicate? When when did you start? Uh, when the... I uh, I've started in 2014. Okay, so I have to say, <laughs> people don't can't see you, right? Yeah. We're on we're, we're doing a, a podcast. You're very young. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm young. Believe. You are very young. You look very young. And so, you know, you've, I, how, how did you get started? Because you look like you're 12 years old. No, I'm 31 Okay, years well, that's old. fantastic. You know what it is? It's the Chateauneuf de Pop yeah, that's keeping uh, yeah. you young. Yeah, drink Chateauneuf yeah, de Pop and you right. will stay young. Yeah, it's the fountain of youth. <laughs> for, for you, definitely. Maybe not for me. But um, you started in 2014. Did Have you always been in the wine business? Not really. So I studied uh, tourism and wine business. Okay, that's a good start. So yeah, I wanted to find, um, you know, the mariage between the tourism and wine. All right. So that's why also I'm, I'm, I'm working for the the wine house in Chateau du Pape. Uh-huh. Uh That's my first, you know, uh, the, your, your first job in wine. My first job, yeah. yeah. And then um, for Chateau du Pape, uh, the syndicate. But first of all, um, I've started to work in a, for um, a small uh, wine um, estate, uh-huh. and then I I used to live in Toronto. I was working for a Nespresso okay. uh, company yep. uh, for a year, and then uh, I've started in uh, in Chateauneuf du Pape wine. I mean, for the syndicat. Well, so, I am so glad you did because first of all. As I may have mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, my favorite wines. <laughs> and I always ask my guests, what is the wine that did it for you? But I'm going to flip this around and ask me mm-hmm. or tell you what it was mm-hmm. for me. Um, the wine that turned me on to wine was a 1981 Bocastel. Oh, okay. Right? I, I agree. I had a sip of this wine and it changed my life. And that's why I'm sitting here today mm-hmm. is is because of this beautiful Chateauneuf du Pop. Still collect that particular wine, not that particular vintage, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's long gone. Mm-hmm. But Chateauneuf de Pops have always had that special place for me because it really was the wine that mm-hmm. started me on wine. And I have to say, I've only been to Chateauneuf once. Would love to go back. Had a fantastic time. So I plan on visiting you in the near future because I think it'd be really cool. Please. So I have to say that you've brought in, <laughs> speaking of the wine that started me on wine, you brought three beautiful Chateauneuf to pop wines in for us to try yeah. today. I'm very excited about this. Can you uh, walk us through the first one? You have them in a particular order, so I'm kind of curious about the order, but I noticed you have one of my favorites. Yeah, so the first one um, will be Chateau 16. So three bottles that I present today. Um, you have red, only red. Uh, so the first one is Chateau 16, 2017. And then we will have uh, Domaine Tour Saint-Michel, the special cuvée féminescence in 2016. And the last one will be Domaine Raymond Isseglio, the cuvée impériale, old vines, um, 100% of Grenache, the cuvée, the name of this cuvée is cuvée impériale. So usually um, producers in Chateauneuf-du-Pape are making uh, different wines you will find one tradition and then special cuvée. So the tradition means, you know, the traditional blend right. of Chateauneuf-du-Pape, yep. uh, which is um, Grenache in majority, some Syrah and Mourvèdre. So you have the uh, 
I would say, traditional taste, the, uh, this, the complexity of, um, of the blend. And then they, they're not making every year, but they also make special cuvee. Right. So usually it's a unusual blend. Or you can have old vines, or you can have, you know, um, uh, cuvée parcellaire. Uh, but today, so féminescence is a, yeah, a special cuvée because you have 50% of Grenache and 50% of Syrah. But I want to be very clear that, you know, the traditional level mm-hmm. of, of Chateauneuf de Pop is still spectacular. It's yeah. not like you would think in Bordeaux where you have a first, a first label and yeah. a second label. The, no, the, that that's not that's not working yeah, like that in no, Chateau Neuf. No, it doesn't work like that. No. which I'm glad because you know the traditional is is always fantastic. Yeah, and then if you do get it's the just special more cuvées, right? traditional is more you know the bigger the, the big production right. of the uh, of the domain of the right. estate, right? Uh, where you can find these traditional blend. Right, and I would uh, say the cuvées are more like a special project. Absolutely, of the uh, winemaker. The, the, yeah, that's how can I uh, explain it? Um, the special uh, recipes of right, uh, exactly. Of, yeah, and uh, just the um, like Pierre Siglo does the Dufrère, right? Where yeah, the two for brothers. example, and, uh, Where and they fight over the blend. Right, <laughs> and usually it's a l- very small production, right? Um, a little bit with more special vines, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, usually it's more expensive than the the tradition right. uh, wine. Right. Just to have the the. Um, the the style of the of the estate, right. you know, you know what I'm absolutely what I mean? the personality, yeah, of the, yeah, estate. the personality, yeah, yes. which is it's a lot of fun to try. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm very happy with drinking the traditionals, and and probably ninety five percent of the time, that's what I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I look for. Once in a while, it's fun to mm-hmm. treat yourself to mm-hmm. some of the the special cuvées, right. and they, they're trying, I think, to um, make more, you know, uh, elegant and finest wine. Because of course, at du Pape, people think that we have to, uh, you know, to age uh, wines. Because of course, they are powerful, right. concentrated. So that's a wine where you can um, definitely to to. Uh, it's it's nice to wait, uh, Chateau yeah. du Pape wines. But I I just. I- can't wait! I just started <laughs> on the 2017 <laughs> while you were talking. But now, it now, so good yeah, in here. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We have three it's, bottles of wine so, open in front of us, and so first of all, wow, yeah, that's Chateau 16 Red 2017. Yep. So, so we're 15, drinking this. We're 15, drinking the 1716. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, by the way, uh, if you're curious about the wines we're trying, um, they are going to be listed on the Podcast One website. Mm-hmm. So I will have these. Uh, listed on the on the website for people to look at because um, you know when when you say I say Raymond Usiglio and you say Raymond Usiglio, it's <laughs> much it's a much more attractive. But I want to make sure that we spell them out for people so they can mm-hmm. look these up. So wow, the, that yeah, is it's a pretty very wine. good, so very fruity. It is fruity, but oh, yeah. it's it's also um, you know very velvety. smooth, very velvety. velvety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice so, fruits. Wow. And long, so young. Long aftertaste. Yeah. It's and not we, too aggressive, you know. No. Yeah. Which I'm sort of a little bit surprised. Ripe fruits. Yeah. You know, 17. Given, you, yeah. you, the, yeah. I've tasted some uh, 17. Because, mm. of course, I'm lucky I'm, I'm working for, for Chateau du <laughs> wine. So it's easy for me to, to, yeah, if you're not to taste <laughs> and to drink. Not not only to taste, but to drink uh, Chateau du wines. And yeah, 17, oh. we mostly find, you know, uh, red and fruits and... Um, oh. 
Yeah, yeah concentrated on the um, little, yeah, it is nice concentrated. It, yeah, but it's not yeah. overpowering. I guess you know again, you've got that silkiness to this. I mean, mm-hmm. just a, a, a very pretty mm-hmm. and, and I usually don't use that word yeah. for Chateau Neuf de Pop, yeah. particularly in 2017. But this mm-hmm. is a very pretty version. Yeah, and easy of, of this and wine. very easy. Bryant and yeah, yeah. So this is that's wow, that's really good. So that's so. a traditional blend. Fifty huh? percent right. of Grenache, oui. thirty percent of Syrah. <laughs> And 20% of Mourvedre. So, yeah, that's we can say that's a traditional blend. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Because you have the Grenache, gives the, 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 the fruits. It's pretty rich. The Syrah gives, you know, the structure, the aromatic uh, intensity. And the Mourvedre also gives the, um, the peppery, the, 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 the structure also. Yeah. So you have everything. It's wow. pretty straight and balanced. For me. Yes. The 17 is very straight, very balanced, very pretty. Um, and the next wine I just put in my mouth, mm-hmm. and my tongue is sticking to the roof <laughs> of my mouth. It's got a big, big structure in this uh, in the sixteen. What is it now? Remind us what so we're doing. Feminescence, Domaine Tour Saint Michel, uh, beautiful uh, special cuvée making by a woman. Oh, a woman winemaker! Yeah, wow, imagine that. Woman winemaker. Yeah. yeah. So they, so it's Magali and Mireille. And they ex- you have a big smile on your face yeah, right now saying um, this. Sometimes when you you do sometimes blind tasting, yeah. you can taste that is uh, making by woman or man. Mm-mm. Usually, yeah, I think it's more you know uh, delicate and elegant. No, that's no, that's no, my so, opinion. No, so the people that have listened to this podcast before know how I feel about <laughs> women winemakers, and my opinion that I'll share once again, mm-hmm. is that I think that women winemakers are um, much more patient, much more nurturing mm-hmm. as winemakers. And, and again, it, I think it just comes more naturally. Uh, I don't mean, I'm not trying to be sexist or trying to, you know, be make a big category thing about this. But I think, and in particularly in America, there are many more uh, women winemakers now entering than ever before. I believe that women winemakers have a more deft hand mm-hmm. at making wine, uh, typically than, than their male counterparts. Nothing against men, you know, but uh, I just seem to be attracted to wines made by women. So, there. So I said it. Did you um, smell the, uh, yeah. the, the wine? I, oh, I really... Uh, I really like the, the nose, very yeah. peppery. Uh, it's peppery, but it's, it's yeah. you know, again, it's got, you know, a lot of earthy characteristics to it. Very, very yeah, I'm, elegant I'm, and, and strong and powerful and... Yeah, it's, uh, it does, it has a peppery note to it, but also kind of has, again, like this earthiness and spicy undertone to yeah. it and kind of a savory spices, mm-hmm. uh, not baking spices, but more of a savory spices in, in there. And the, again, the structure of this wine, pretty powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Say, so it's, it's a very 50% powerful wine. of Grenache and 50% of Syrah. Uh, okay. okay. So it's the Syrah that's really pulling yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. The structure, usually when you have Syrah, the structure is, uh, is big. Yeah, it's big. And again, this wine could really benefit for a, a, you know a, f- a few more years in the cellar. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in 10 years, you know, you should just leave a bottle with me and I'll report back. <laughs> <laughs> this is a... So old Syrah. Yeah, this is... This Very is old a, old vines, yeah. Old vines Syrah. Mm, it's the... Um, so you're going to get more concentrated yeah. fruit and... Mariage between, you know, um, finest elegance and the, the structure. Mm-hmm. So feminescence means femme et féminin. 
so woman and feminine, uh -huh. and also elegance and naissance. So it means uh, elegant. Feminine, feminine sense. Feminine sense, yeah. And, and that's, so that's the cuvée, that's the special cuvée. That's yes? a special cuvée, yeah, from the Domaine Tour Saint-Michel, yeah. Yep. Which I'm very familiar with Saint-Michel, but I have not had this cuvée. Yeah. Domaine Tour Saint-Michel, because you also have... Uh, no, no, Domaine Tour Saint-Michel, Saint okay. Right. okay. Oui, oui, oui. oui, oui. But I've never had <laughs> this cuvée. Okay. They also have um, Les Deux Sœurs, La Cuvée des Deux Sœurs, and uh, La Cuvée uh, du Lion. No. Again, no. So now I've got something to but try. But today's, uh, today's my today's my cuvée day. Yeah. And the and so the third the third one. Uh, donc cuvée impériale, domaine uh, Raymond Useglio. Raymond. 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 Oh, Raymond Useglio. <laughs> Old vines. Um, I say Raymond. Uh, Raymond. Yes. <laughs> Useglio, but he's also very sexy. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so la cuvée impériale. 100% of Grenache. Almost 100% of Grenache. Yeah. Cuvée Imperial. Yeah. All right. So old vines. Mm. Um, yeah, 100 years old. Very old. Wow, it does not taste a yeah. day over 70. And <laughs> it's on the sand soil. So should be uh, very, that very elegant and finest. Spectacular. Mm -hmm. That, it, wow. 2000. 17. Yeah, so we're back to the 17, the feminisance. So we did 17, uh, 16, 17. Yeah, 17, 16, 17, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's very a small production. Yeah. Very, so very small. Marie, no wood. Marie Clementine, I actually, yeah. I, I swallowed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just did not spit that wine. Wow. And I, That's, a wonderful way to start yeah. a morning. Mm. Delicate. Mm, 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 mm. That is. Beautiful fruits. That is amazingly good mm -hmm. you know i love all god's children right you know the, these are great wines it's hard to be you know kind of nitpicky but that that is a wine uh that they write right. songs about that is, that is a great the structure is very nice the structure is perfect yeah the mouthfeel round. is perfect yeah. it's round it's well balanced and that's a 17 still, yeah but it's that's still brand new. yeah but it's still a, a little bit young you know you have the talents yeah but it's if we get better, to see in, what that matures yeah. into. And if you want to drink right now, I mean, you just have I just to did. Use, yeah, sure. <laughs> but just, just using, you know, um, a decanter. Okay. To drink, you know, if you want to drink young uh, vintage, um, just, yeah, put so in do, the decanter. Do these wines ever go into a dumb phase? Do you, have you ever heard that term before where they shut down temporarily and then re-evolve? Uh, I've had that experience with, uh, uh, particularly with a few Bocastels. Mm -hmm. In my life, where you know I'll, I'll have a case of Bocastel uh -huh. and they'll be beautiful, and then I'll try a bottle and it's just sort of shut down. It just doesn't have that uh, je ne sais quoi. And then a couple of years later, I'll come back to it and I'm like, wow, it's it's re-evolved into a, something different. And and just kind of curious if that is across the spectrum of Chateauneuf du Pops or only particular certain producers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. No. You're looking at me like I've never, like you've never heard this before. No. Okay, well, we're going to talk about this yeah. later tonight because yeah. I should probably mention you and I are going to have dinner together a little later. Okay. Tonight. So you the, will be at here the, at the embassy. Yeah. Yes, I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to plan on trying to corral you. So I, I got to say, this is a fantastic education in Chateauneuf to Pop, and I cannot thank you 
enough for being here. You, you're you're absolutely you. charming and delightful Thank and you. beautiful. And, <laughs> you know, people should uh, look you up when they go to Chateauneuf because I think this is just um, a, a great experience. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of The Vine Guy. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg. This episode was produced by Sarah Beth Hensley. The music you heard is Wishful Thinking by Dan Lebowitz, available in the YouTube audio library. Until the next episode, remember, do good, drink well. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.